everybody. It's the Homeworkies podcast, and I'm so excited to be here to bring you another interview with one of our favorite interviews that we've ever done. <laughs> well, I'm so lucky to be talking to Jen Lilly. I'm Rachel, and Jen, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, and I love that I'm one of your favorite guests. That's sweet. <laughs> oh, you truly are. We th- we talk about that that uh, Brendan Penny story you told. <laughs> <laughs> It's definitely one of our favorites. <laughs> Thinks that Virginia is British. That's, that's really funny. So funny. No, he's so funny. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was really, that was a really fun one, but how have you been? That was in, I think, February that we last talked. Uh, so how have yeah. you been? I've been really good, you know, really busy. Um, 2018's been a whirlwind for me, but in in mostly good ways. Um, I'm launching an album really soon, or I'm launching my single, my first debut single of the album, Friday, October 5th. So, you oh know, yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> That's so exciting. Yeah, we're really excited to talk about your album. So, this is something I know you had talked about your love of music in the last interview, but this is something you've wanted to do for a long time, right? Yeah, I will be. Yeah, I did. Um, I wanted to be a singer when I was a little girl. And then I guess I just thought it was, you know, unrealistic. I don't know why. Um, Because it was definitely something I always wanted to do, but I just was not at all confident as a singer. Um, And so I just let it fall by the wayside. And then I picked up acting and um, singing just and music just kept following me um, over the last five years, especially. So I I started working with an amazing, amazing producer named Adrian Garvitz, who's he's such a legend in the music industry, and he's an incredible writer and producer, and um, he just really took me under his wing. I call him my rock daddy, and, you know, he's 70 years old. He's a wealth of wisdom. He's won so many Grammys. Um, I mean, like, I could name so many songs, and you'd be like, oh, he wrote that, like, the Bodyguard soundtrack? That's Adrian Garvitz. Like, the man is a wow. genius. Um, yeah, he's just incredible and he took me under his wing and I was just talking to him today. I went over to his house to kind of talk like launch plan and charity stuff. And, um, it was just so crazy because when I first started working with him two and a half years ago, he said, you know, your voice is like this really beautiful motorcycle and then there's you and you don't know how to ride it and you don't even know how to balance on it. And like, I can hear that it's a really great piece of machinery, but like you have no idea how to control it. And so he really taught me how to sing. Um, wow. And so it was a it was a it was a stretching journey because you know if you turn on the radio today, unfortunately, most things, if not almost everything, I'd say ninety nine percent, like in a real legitimate estimate, ninety nine percent of the things that you hear on the radio are auto tuned, meaning yeah, you know, can't hit A sharp. They just put like a little robot thing in there that makes you hit the A sharp. And Adrian's old school. Like, mm-hmm. dude, old school. He's seven years old. He's won a bunch of Grammys. He did, the, you know, he's done all these things. And he's like, and he was a singer himself. And so he's like, you can hit that note. And I'm like, I cannot hit that note. And he'd be like, yeah, I can. So, like, he just would, we just, it took forever because he would be like, I know you did the note. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, you don't know how to drive the motorcycle. And mm-hmm. so I was telling him today, I was like, you know, I feel really confident now. Like, I actually feel really good about this album. And I'm really, really excited that it's finally. Um, all, you know, almost here, I'm releasing King of Hearts, the single first, and 
I'm partnering with Project Orphans, which is this amazing, amazing, transparent, and just completely fiscally responsible organization um, that builds children's, a child, has children's village in Uganda. And um, the founder, one of the founders, Brittany Stokes, she lives in Oklahoma, and she's a foster mom like I am. And so that's how we connected. And she's just incredible. I mean, she's a foster mom. She's changed the face of foster care adoption in Uganda. Um, and she has one of her kids. His name is John. And I found out that John needs heart surgery in order to, li- to live. And he's wow. um, 11 years old. He's the oldest siblings. And definitely in that culture, um, you know, it's his responsibility to care of his family. And his dad is terminally ill. His pa- he, so he's not an orphan, but his parents are both farmers, and they make $20 a month. And, like, John will not make it probably till next year if he doesn't get this heart surgery. So I was like, perfect. Let's get in this heart surgery. Um, you know, my, my single is called King of Hearts. So I'm just going to say that John is my King of Hearts. And my fans, we're going to rally and we're going to get this kid a new heart. So I'm excited. I'm really, really excited. I, I, I want wow. my music to always um, be something that people love listening to because it's very uplifting. It's kind of nostalgic and a little bit like the 60s. You know, it's like the wrong nets and the Supremes and the Temptations. Like, it has that feel-good music, which I think is the same reason people watch Hallmark, right? Like, mm-hmm. everything is so tense in our world right now. The last thing that we need is just more chaos. And so the album's very empowering. Um, and uplifting. Um, it's very pro-female, but not at the expense of bashing men, because I, I personally don't like mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah. Being like a boys, I'm like, you know, men are not the enemy. It's just that, you know, mm-hmm. like we're quality, not like to be, to be men, but I digress. <laughs> so I've heard amazing charity, and it's just feel-good music, but it's also going to not only like feel good because it's good music and it makes you feel good because it's empowering, but also like it gives back. So I'm really, really thrilled that it's finally ready to launch. Wow. So when did you start working on the album? What was the timeline process of it? Half years ago, February, 2016 is when Adrian and I sat down and started writing. Yeah. That's amazing. So you, so you, it doesn't have any covers. It's all original songs. Yep, all original songs, um, and Adrian, um, you know, co-wrote all of them, and then he also brought on incredible writers as well. Um, Lauren Christie won BMI's Writer of the Year last year. Uh, Diane Warren, you know, also is one of the tracks. I mean, it's like, it's an insane album, and um, we have a 50-piece orchestra, uh, Rosie Danvers Orchestra in London, who does Adele and all the greats, and then... um, I mean, it's like world-class musicians. So it's all live studio. It's none of it is auto-tuned. None of it is falsified in any way. And mm-hmm. I'm just so excited. So, so excited. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. So when did you actually like do all the recordings and stuff like that? Girl, in between filming. <laughs> I don't know how you like, did it. because adrian my producer just has the patience of job with me he was so sweet to me he was like he he said i've made it all these years and you are the card he was like i never thought i'd meet the joker until i met you (laughs) and he's like you like come and record and then you're off to canada doing another hallmark movie and then you're back on days of our lives like when are we going to record the next track and i'm like 
so I can come in like tomorrow, but as long as we're wrapped up by two, and he's like, that's not how it works. <laughs> so I mean, he's really patient. And um, yeah, but he calls me his queen of hearts because he's just he's just like he's like you're insane. So I I'm very excited. Oh my gosh! All with a two year old to boot. That is yeah, amazing. Too. I have a six month old now too because we're foster parents. So yeah. it's just like nuts. But I was like, I'm gonna go to my interview. Yeah. I get to sit in the car. Two year old's like, let's play with Play Doh. I'm like, mommy's got to go talk <laughs> to the Hallmark people. Bye. Oh, wow. Well, thank you for. I feel extra honored that you're taking time to talk to me. That is, is oh my amazing. gosh. Oh, it's crazy. You're amazing. You guys are what makes it happen. Like, it's incredible. Yeah. Well, well, thank you. So you you had mentioned some of those 1960 girl groups, but that so is is that always been something you've really enjoyed and oh, been an influence for you? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I guess when I was little, they called it the oldies, but you know, I just remember riding in the car with my dad and always listening to the music, and then at my wedding, my dad and I danced to My Girl by The Temptations, and I just I just love that. Uh. You know, I love the music culture of the 60s. And obviously the 60s were a very sad time overall. And they were very tense as well. So I think there's a lot of parallels between current day and yeah. 60s. I think that that's why 60s music was so successful. Because it was just so like, oh, it was escapism, you know. It makes you feel good. So, yeah, I've always loved that kind of music. I'm really excited. Yeah, me too. I really like... Uh, you know, like the Supremes and, and like you said, the Temptations, doo-wop groups. I really, Frankie Valley, Four Seasons, uh, yeah. uh, all of that yeah. kind of thing. All of them. Really good. Yeah. <laughs> really cool. So do you have a favorite song on the album? You know, I do. And it's, it's not, King of Hearts is one of my favorites. It's my single, but um, my favorite song is actually called Last Goodbye. And that won't be out till next year, but it's just so, okay. it's so sad. Like when I listen to the song, you know, one thing Adrian taught me was that like acting music is just storytelling. And he's like, it doesn't matter whether you can hit the note. Like Bob Dylan wasn't the best singer, but he was yeah. definitely the best storyteller. And so he's like, your job is right. to tell a story. Making people, like the listeners need to feel like they're hearing a story, not just like somebody hitting the notes because they can. And so that took me a long time to understand what he meant by that. Um, and when I got it, oh man, like Last Goodbye, that song makes me cry every time and it's me singing, but it's just, it's such a powerful song about love and loss and um, all the songs in the album, they kind of tell an overall story of love and loss and relationships. And when I say relationships, I don't just mean romantic. I mean, we are all in relationships, right? right? Like you're in a relationship with your mom and if you're not in a relationship with your mom, then you're in an estranged relationship, but in some form everyone is in a relationship with another person all around them. And so yeah. the whole album explores that. And uh, King of Hearts is, a, is a, an uplifting song. It's about um, basically like we've all been in a relationship. Well, hopefully not all of us, but probably all of us <laughs> have been in a relationship where, you know, we're just kind of being, we're being played. Um, we're with mm. somebody that says they want to be with you forever, but they're really just a player, right? right. Like they're, they're just like, all over the map and you know talk is cheap and so it's just an empowering song about for guys or girls just saying like you have value and you have worth and and you're 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 
better off to be alone than to be in a relationship like that because that person doesn't deserve you, but like in an uplifting way. So <laughs> it's, it's like a fun <laughs> song. I can't wait for people to hear it. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. So are they releasing just the single uh, uh, just this week or yeah. the whole album? Yeah. For this week, I'm just releasing okay. the single, um, but I'm going to be doing um, like pre-order sales on my website, which is generally music which lily is a weird spelling it's l-i-l-l-e-y then lily music.com okay. and so then the 100 percent of the proceeds for that at least until we fund it are going to go toward um john's heart surgery and then after right. that i mean my overall goal with the album and it's a huge lofty goal but i just feel like if you're successful in the music industry it's pretty ridiculous um you know how much money singers make and i I'm not trying to make the money for myself. I'm trying to build a children's village um, to give orphans who have children who have been orphaned by the foster care system or who are orphaned or teen moms a place where they can go and be adopted and have like a home base and actually feel like they have a sense of belonging. So whether or not I'm ever able to do that, I don't know because that's that's really up to the board and fans rallying and hopefully responding to the music. But that's my heart goal. You know, that's my God dream. (laughs) So we'll see, but I'm like, what can I tangibly do now? I can like work toward giving this kid a heart. So that's the first goal. That's really cool. So how did you get such a heart for foster care and adoption? Oh man. Um, (laughs) you know, I think it's like anything in life where just so many things add up to one point, but a couple of ways I got interested in it. When I was little, um, my parents have since retired, which I'm very happy about, but my dad was a judge and my mom was a director of a women and children's charity. And so they couldn't politically and legally um, be foster parents because they have to be, you know, nonpartisan. Um, but we were always a safe house in the sense that whenever someone needed a place to stay, there was always someone staying at my house or it felt like always, almost always somebody was staying at my house that didn't belong to my immediate family. <laughs> You're like, what? Okay. Were they? Oh, the pediatrician. Yeah. Okay. Cause, cause, okay. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, there was always somebody staying at our house. And so I, I mean, I had, you know, siblings that I would say like, this is my foster sister or whatever. And so I was like immediately interested in it as a kid. And then, um, and then like five, five, oh gosh, no, time flies, man. Um, eight years ago, <laughs> I was like five years ago, eight years ago, um, I started watching the news, um, you know, I was like trying to adult so hard in life, <laughs> just be responsible. And I would watch the news and I was like, oh man, I started getting a lot of anxiety. And that's not really who I am by nature because I'm a Christian and I, and I know that Christians can have anxiety, but at the same time, I'm not an anxious person. Like I just truly believe that the Lord has me and you know, and he's my provider. So, um, so I would be watching the news and I would just feel like chicken little. I'd be like, the sky is falling and there's nothing you could do about it. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I would like panic. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, why am I feeling like this? And so finally I was like, okay, I can't solve the world's problems. So what can I do? Like, how can I make a difference? Cause I just felt like the world was falling apart. And I was like, okay. So I researched the most, um, awful systems in the United States. And I came across foster care because I had a passion for it, like growing up, I was like, I'm interested in this. Yeah. And then I just started, you know, realizing that all the red tape and, and, and the fact that like my last nutshell thing to say about it is 
you know, upwards of 98% of human trafficking victims, because it varies state by state, upwards of 98% of our human trafficking victims, 70% of our imprisoned, and 50% of our homeless population in the United States all came from foster care. So if you can remediate the children at a young age, man, you can have an impact on so many things that I just feel like the Lord cares about. And, and then also just adoption is, is part of my heart because I just think, you know, if you know James, uh, what is it, 127, it says like pure religion before the Lord is this like taking care of widows and orphans and their distress and remaining yeah. unstained from the world. And it's just like, I just know that that's the Lord's heart. So it's my heart. It's amazing. Yeah, that is so impressive. I have also always had, oh, I can relate to a lot of what you're saying. First of all, I totally relate to the idea of always having a non-family member live in the house. Like my, my family, we always had like foreign exchange students or like family friends or like there was almost always somebody extra for dinner. My, uh, my uh, best friend, her mom did not cook really at all. And so she, I swear she ate at her more often than uh than uh than at her own house and uh, that was just the way that it was for us growing up we had foreign exchanges from japan from czech republic from germany there were always my dad the one from czech republic it actually it was my dad was over visiting uh visiting uh people for work and he was at church and there in czech republic and he was talking to this guy and he was like my dad just offers, hey, why don't you come stay with us? <laughs> and my mom was like, um, you probably should ask me about that before you made this offer. <laughs> but it ended up being a huge blessing and we were very dear friends and it all, you know, it all worked out. And uh, my dad's that kind of person when he feels that spirit, he's going to go for yeah, it. <laughs> I know. I'm totally that way. And my husband's just so cool about it. I'm all the time like, man. Like, all my friends are like, you're really nice, but I mean, you are a lot to wrangle. So it sounds like your dad and I have that in common. Yeah. <laughs> like, you did yeah. what? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mom learned how to knit very early on in their marriage. <laughs> she could just be the knit and, and be keep busy while he, he did the <laughs> oh, adventuring. So uh, it's, it's pretty fun. And yeah, I've always also... Uh, just really wanted to advocate for adoption and for foster care. There's nobody really in my family, but, but I've always just felt, I felt that it was, uh, I don't know, that it was a really selfless thing to do. And so I I admire that about you. And uh, I think that's a great thing that you're doing. Thank you. I really look forward to it. I listened to the, the, the King of Heart song and i really enjoyed it it was really fun and and uh i think people are gonna gonna really enjoy it it was uh positive and bubbly and i i really like i really thought it was a fun track so congratulations thanks uh mingle all the way coming up yeah and i know you can't tell much because it's still but just the cast alone is super exciting <laughs> not only you of course <laughs> but, yeah, but we Lindsay wagner yeah. and yeah. um anderson and yes. uh, sandy Sue. like it was such a great cast 
Yeah. Like we've interviewed Casey Manderson and we've interviewed Sandy I and we love, love both of them. <laughs> every, every day, like I felt like, or every announcement would be like, oh my gosh, they're in that. And then they're <laughs> so exciting. And we love Avery Grace Cooper from When yeah. the Heart. Opal's one of our favorites. Oh, she's so adorable. She's so sweet. Oh, she's such a good little yeah. actress too. I mean, she's just yeah. so good. And she's yeah. so sweet. And she's, yeah. um, her mom's really sweet. And she's still, I mean, as far as child actors go, like, that girl is just the sweetest. I mean, she is so innocent. Like, I almost, like, choked up and cried a couple of times, like, talking to her because, you know, I'm around, like, a lot of kids that are in foster care that just aren't as innocent because their innocence has been taken from them. And I would just be talking to her right. and I'd be like, I can't believe you're, like, eight. Like, and you're so, so sweet. <laughs> I just love this kid. She's so sweet. Yeah. That's awesome. But yeah, we just love interviewing Sandy. I, she's just so funny and so lovely. Yeah. And I'm just so excited that Hallmark is using her. I have to use her more and more because I think she's great. I hope they give, they give her a leading role. Yes. Yes. Uh, I, I think she certainly can handle it. That's for sure. And because uh, yeah, I've just been, yeah. And that must have been fun to be with uh, Lindsay Wagner again. Oh, love it. Yeah. I love Lindsay Wagner. You know, she does <laughs> a lot for, for foster care. And I had no oh, idea. Yeah? I was like, hey, dude, not talk about this <laughs> when we did our last movie together. But in this one, she plays uh -huh. my mom. So it was just so lovely to have had the work history together. Because uh -huh. then our chemistry was all the more authentic together. Which is really yeah. easy to work. It was like we already have a relationship. We already felt very comfortable around each other. So playing mother and daughter, which is such an intimate relationship, um, it was just it was yeah. just easy. That's so yeah. cool. I'm so excited. Can you tell us anything about it? Or uh, yeah, um, it's, yeah, and she is an app developer, um, and she develops a networking app, not a dating app, a networking app called Mingle oh. All the Way which is for people like Molly who are very into business. And, you know, when you get invited to all those holiday parties and you just want a plus one and you want it to be platonic, but, you know, everybody says bring a plus one and you're like, oh, boy. But you're not necessarily interested in a relationship. You just want, like, a professional sidekick that's going to help you network and work the room. So that is what Move mm. All the Way is. Of course, um, her business partner, played by Casey Manderson, uh signs her up and yeah. wackiness and and romance does too and it was so fun i can't wait i'm so excited yeah. that'll be amazing yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you got to uh to do a uh june brides movie uh yes. this last june yes i do and yeah. uh with christy wolf and marcus rosner uh, what was that I like love. to be in oh Man, well, obviously, you know, you know, everyone knows I love working with Chrissy Wolf. She's become one of my dearest friends. Yeah. And, um, gosh, we've done four, five, four movies together yeah. now. Um, Something so like she's that, incredible. Yeah. I just love working with her. Clearly, we like working together, and it's always fun because you know we're such good friends now that she can direct me. Like she'll just like give me like a look, like. Jen and then she like can give you that look like one of your best friends gives you and you're like oh I know exactly what she wants me to do 
so it was just really fun to work with her, obviously, again. And her sets are so fun. Um, but Marcus mm-hmm. Rosner, oh, my gosh. I, I just, like, love him. He's such a gentleman. I yeah. cannot stress that. Enough. Yeah. I've worked with a bunch of incredible men. Um, yeah. But Marcus takes the cake for being the most most gentlemanly. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So respectful. Yeah. Yeah. He, we interviewed him, and he is a delight. He is so great and we're so we were so excited that he was getting a leading role because he'd just been the guy rejected so many times yeah i know and it makes sense like he's such a good actor and he's so good looking and he's just like he's so intelligent and kind i mean i just like you are leading man material all the time yeah so i hope they give him more leading man roles i hope and i hope to work with him again he's just he's just so easy to work with and um very smart um, but very humble. So we had a lot of great conversations. That's great. Uh, that's really cool. Uh, were you guys going for like a Doris Day, Rock Hudson kind of screwball comedy kind of vibe when you made the movie or? No, or not that just at kind all. Of... Always okay. <laughs> I push physical comedy as far as they'll let me <laughs> until they're uh-huh. like, so I always yeah. push the physical comedy buttons so that's my favorite but no we were not at all going for doris day rock hudson i'll have to tell him you said that it's very exciting well that was actually amber who who thought that 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 was she because she loves those screwball you know comedies and so she that was what she was like you have to ask her if that's what she's going for also went back to days of our lives uh this last spring and was that fun to do go back and be Teresa again yeah, it was fun. I mean, it was it was hard because at the time I had an 18 month. My two year old was 18 months, and whew, yeah. that's a tricky age because they can't communicate and they're so frustrated. I'm like, I'll take terrible yeah. twos at least I know what's going on. 18 months was hard, um, so yeah. it was exhausting. But it was, you know, it was always nice to go back there. I mean, that's my home base, you know, and they're very much my family and. Um, I'll go back uh-huh. as much as my body and them can handle it, you know, but there, it's like, there's no sleep when you're on that show and you have a toddler. I don't know. I, I would constantly ask the other actors. I was like, how on earth did you do this? But they had nannies, but you can't have nannies when you do foster care. Uh, so I was like, Oh, right. Like oh, <laughs> so it was just I, impossible. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know you could have nannies. That's interesting uh yeah that that would be did you have a good response though from the fans you're excited to have you back yeah they were happy that I was back and and it, I mean it, it definitely stirred up the pot as far as like the storyline everybody had an opinion about it whether it was for Teresa against Teresa which is you know what the network wants so it was, it was a lot of fun for me right, to, right. To yeah yeah last time we had you do our team beat questions and so we have made a holiday edition of the teen beat questions and so this is all christmas holiday themed (laughs) questions um just silly silly fun questions okay so here we go so number one what's your favorite holiday drink hot chocolate hot hot chocolate okay good (laughs) what is your favorite holiday cookie or treat snickerdoodles Mm, yum favorite christmas song yeah so good i love snickerdoodles oh man oh man i don't know i love christmas music so much um (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, oh man, I don't know. Um, maybe, baby, it's cold outside. Maybe. Oh. We'll go. Yeah. You, you did a version of that with Eric Matt, Eric. Uh, your co-star, oh. right? Yes, I. Yeah, I did a whole. I did a whole Christmas album. Yeah. Yeah fun i think my favorite i love have yourself a merry little christmas is i think my favorite that's and then my favorite religious one child is this i think it's my favorite oh yeah that's religious a good one, one. And I love so okay what is your favorite christmas movie um home alone <laughs> oh, love home alone good choice Home Alone yeah. is the first comedy that I ever remember seeing in the theater when I was nine. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I went with my grandparents and I just remember just laughing and laughing and thinking it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my life. <laughs> Have you seen it? As, oh, it, it holds up, man. It holds it, up. Totally. And it's like really sweet. It has all the violence, but like... It's not as much of the movie as you think. Like it's really about fifteen minutes, and the rest of it's just really sweet. <laughs> yeah, I love so, it. So, I agree with you. Good choice. Okay, what's your favorite holiday tradition? Something you have to do every year? Um, I make fudge every year because my dad mm. used to make fudge for all of the day lifts, and they called it Judge Fudge. <laughs> Yum. That sounds good. Uh, all right. Uh, what's a very memorable Christmas gift you've either given or received? Um, I know when I was eight, I got a bicycle and you know, oh. that's every kid's basket. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. It's kind of like, I remember getting an American girl doll. That was a big one oh. for me. That's <laughs> very exciting. Uh, one year. So, okay. Uh, Scrooge or the Grinch? Which one's your oh, favorite? The Grinch. The Grinch. Okay. Grinch. Uh, clear lights or colored? Oh, clear girl. I am way too OCD for colored lights. <laughs> Love it. Oh. Yeah. Uh, are you a good gift wrapper or terrible? I am absolutely amazing at gift wrapping, and so is my character, Molly. And, like, literally, oh. there's a scene, mingle all the way, there's a scene uh -huh. where they're like, yeah, but you have to wrap a gift. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, but you have lines. And I was like, I don't even have to look at it. My mother, Ellen Lilly, was maniacal about gift wrapping. I am so good at gift wrapping because I feel like we got grounded if we didn't. And she had to, like, accept <laughs> It. like she was maniacal about her gift wrapping to the neighbors That's and all hilarious. of that yes yeah. and so i am very good at gift wrapping oh that is really I funny almost don't like it, but i'm really good at it and like i'm actually not good at a lot of things like singing acting gift wrapping sports terrible <laughs> you know That's like there are a lot bad at, but i'm good at gift wrapping <laughs> That is really funny. Yeah, I, when I really focus, if I'm rushed, I'm the worst gift wrapper ever. But if I really try, I can do a confident job. But a lot of times I just go for the gift bag, get some tissue. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I gift wrap so much now as a mom. I'm like, I am not. I am not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so but. are you pro mistletoe? Are you pro mistletoe or not? 
Yeah, sure. I feel neutral about it. But I mean, if I had mistletoe in my house, neutral. I would love that. And I'm, I'm a mom of boys, okay, and I think it's really cute when two-year-olds kiss you. So maybe I'll get mistletoe and explain that Aww. to my two-year-old. They're like, well, you have to kiss mommy that every is, time. <laughs> that is really, really cute. <laughs> well, good. Well, you passed the, the holiday team beat questions. And, uh, <laughs> and thank you so much for coming and talking with us. This was so much fun. I had a great time. Yeah, really, thank you for having really me. Appreciate it. And we're really excited for your upcoming movie and your, your, and we'll have a link to in the description section, people can get the, the single and uh, your website and everything like that. Uh, and so that will be great. And, uh, do you want to share how people can uh, contact you as far as social media and things like that? Oh yeah, that's so sweet. Yes. Um, so on Instagram and Twitter, it's Jen, J E N underscore lily l-i-l-l-e-y um and then facebook.com backslash uh gem lily official and from there you can pretty much everything (laughs) okay good good great so make sure you guys are following jen and uh you can follow me at rachel's reviews on itunes and on youtube and you can follow the podcast hallmarkies pod instagram twitter all of our social media and if and if you can give us a good rating on itunes we really appreciate it so thanks again jen nice. this was so much fun thank you for really, having me and uh we'll have to talk again for your for your next sounds project sounds good sounds like a plan okay. all right talk to you soon all right bye, bye.